0: Everybody and welcome. My name is Jean Gallagher, founder of Discover Rising Tides, and welcome to show 41, Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better, where we explore the importance of the outdoors and maintaining life balance. Through this series, we'll be talking with women business owners to understand their journey. And today we start with our Healthy Living, Happy Life segment with Denise DeGaulle, international best-selling author of Healthy Living, Happy Life, a practical path to finding a healthy lifestyle that works for you and curator at Healthy Living List. Hey, Denise. Hey, Jean. Good to see you. Yes. And so today, this is good to see you too. This this month's topic is spring cleaning can help you reach your personal, professional, and physical goals. I love this. I can't
1: do this. And I really love this subject. Well, you know, spring has finally, uh, uh, well, we think it's finally here in Minnesota. Um, Interestingly, it's 80 degrees today, uh, but in two days, it'll be 48 again. Mm -hmm. Um, Typical spring weather here in Minnesota. Um, So, you know, spring to me is, you know, it's a rebirth. It's this refresh. Um, You know, everybody kind of does, you know, new year, new you. It's January. It's cold. It's snowing in a lot of places, except for Florida. It doesn't snow there very much. Um, But... In January, we're really not necessarily prepared for the, the changes that we can really make or the changes that we want to make. You know, we kind of go through the New Year's resolutions and all of that, those things that we're supposed to do or that we should do. But then when it comes to spring, often those things have already been forgotten. Mm-hmm. But with spring cleaning, it just, it has a very different feeling to it. It's It's cleaning out. It's getting rid of the old to bring in the new. And so I like the idea of spring cleaning to help you reach your personal, professional, and physical goals, because those are the things that we're always looking for um, achieving. Those are the goals that we want to achieve. In January, for whatever reason, yes, we could be working on it, but it isn't until like the weather gets nicer Mm -hmm. and spring comes that we're like, okay, I'm ready for this. (laughs)
0: That's true. It's really true because it's it, it is hard to think about the fresh start after the holidays and you know, in January. And, and especially if you're in a if you're in an area that it's it's cold and it's dreary and it is it doesn't feel like it's we're supposed to be um starting something new, even though we maybe that, is, that could be why so many New Year's resolutions last a week or maybe three weeks. <laughs>
1: Right. So depending on where you are, if you, I mean, and truly in January, in February, most of the U S is not, the weather isn't great. Mm -hmm. You know, some places like where you are are a little bit better than others, like where I am in Minnesota. Um, but in January, if the New year's resolution is I'm going to go to the gym and it's minus 20 outside, how many people are going to be excited to put on their workout clothes and go to the gym? Mm -hmm. Zero you know, maybe you can kind of muscle through it a couple of times, but at some point, you know, it just, there's too many negative things surrounding that resolution. Mm -hmm. Um, So when, and it's one of those things that we think we have to do, you know, we're supposed to have a resolution. And when we, we put a lot of pressure on that and other people put a lot of pressure on that too. And so it's not necessarily something that, you really want to do. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to spring, you, you want to do more things. You want to, uh, you want this rebirth. You want this cleaning. You want this, this newness in life.
0: And the days are starting to get longer. So it
1: feels like we're, we're supposed to be excited
0: about the lighting, the light a little bit earlier in the day, the time changes, if you're in a time change state and it's lighter later. So there's more time that you feel like you want to do things
1: right exactly you know winter is you know is meant for hibernation really i mean mm-hmm. think of all of the species that hibernate in the wintertime. you know we don't sometimes i think we should well uh, some of us do <laughs> some of us kind of do um and then with the spring i mean it's amazing so sitting in, in i wish you guys could see out front of out, outside my window um i have the the does are running around the 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 deer are um around And they will, I'm I'm expecting in the next couple of weeks that there'll be some fawns playing in my backyard. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just with those fun things, you don't see animals, you know, running around in the wintertime, but you see them this time of year, you know, the birds are starting to sing, you know, you see their nests, you know, and the little, uh, the babies, you know, starting to chirp. So with that, you know, that just brings this whole new refreshing feeling. And so. One of the things I think is important um, from winter into spring and, you know, kind of into this Mm -hmm. concept of spring cleaning is the change of perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously winter, blah, winter, blues, spring, yay, happiness, um, sun is shining. But when it comes to, so that's one way it changes your perspective Um, is just the different feeling of winter into spring and how your goals can be more exciting and more achievable. Mm -hmm. More importantly, when it comes to changing of that perspective, I think of spring cleaning of about thoughts and people. Mm. What are the thoughts that we have rolling around our head that just don't serve us? We I mean, don't mm. didn't really serve us in the winter time, but when with the winter blues, you know, you can kind of say, oh, "Okay, you know, it's just the winter blues." But when those negative thoughts continue uh, into the spring season, now it's time to kind of look at you know look at what you're thinking or <laughs> look at what you're thinking look at what you're yeah i guess it is what look at what you're thinking about or consider what you're thinking about Mm -hmm. and change that perspective in every every situation there is a there's a there's a lesson or there's a gift no matter what the situation is um and i think very often when we're in kind of stuck in the middle of it um we don't necessarily see that but in the springtime when we are feeling much more positive that's when we can consider those negative thoughts and say okay let me look at this in a different way. Let me think about this differently. Um, and then once we start that on a positive kind of cycle with our mm-hmm. thoughts, reaching goals is so much easier because we're already on that positive um, uh, hamster wheel, let's just say.
0: Mm-hmm. And so how, how do we, what could be a trigger or what could be something that says, gee, maybe I should take a, some self-introspective looks at where i'm at and how how would people go well maybe this is time for me to consider this
1: i think with the weather changing and the spring you know spring cleaning if you're still having lots of negative thoughts and negative feelings that is a trigger to say okay hold on a minute Mm -hmm. you know life is good life is you know changing there's this whole you know regrowth outside you know the the birds are singing the sun is shining why am I, why are my thoughts negative and kind of still dark and dreary? Mm-hmm. So paying attention to those uh, those thoughts is first and foremost. And I think so often we get into that negative um, self-talk that we forget that we can actually change our thought and we can change our perspective. And so probably I would think too,
0: where you're physically at when you're tr- trying to consider this is also important so if you're still sitting at your desk where some of your negative thoughts might be coming from or you're you haven't changed your environment that's also going to maybe stop some of that self-consideration but if you can set yourself outside so you can hear the birds sing right and and, and take the time to maybe journal out there or take the time to have some quiet thought processes outdoors that might help trigger some activity
1: or action or help you recognize some areas that can be adjusted oh absolutely just being out in nature in itself automatically changes your perspective it changes the way you feel um it it brings those you know those really heightened emotions if you're standing outside and you hear the birds singing and they're flapping along all of a sudden your, your whole, your whole body changes, like your, the way you stand, um, the way you notice things. Um, and kind of just to, to get back to that, um, idea of, uh, spring cleaning. If you're still sitting at your desk and haven't gotten outside, this is kind of where that traditional spring cleaning comes in handy, clean up your desk, clean up your physical space. Mm. And you'll see, you'll notice right away, there's a different, you'll, you'll have a different perspective on what you're doing and enjoy the space that you're in while you're inside. Now there's a freshness that comes with that, right? Absolutely. I mean, think of, um, you know, all, um, you know, cleaners, they have lemon scent, lemon scent is a very uplifting scent. It's a very positive scent. And so you know, physically cleaning your space in that respect is, is really, uh, changes your perspective and changes that, um, that whole feeling. And then once you've done that, I I really recommend for everyone popping outside. I mean, if, I mean, if you're working from home, there's a door somewhere, not too far from you, just standing outside for a few minutes, taking in the fresh air, Mm -hmm. um, you know, feeling the wind on your face, it's, kind of, it's kind of really windy right here today. Um, but it's, you know, kind of like, you know, the wind in your hair. I mean, it's such an uplifting feeling that you, you have to change your perspective. Mm-hmm. It just, it just changes automatically. Um, and then with that, of course, you know, that, that happy feeling that those, those happy endorphins start to, uh, to really kind of go, you know, move around in your body. And then again, that's how you can reach those personal, professional, and physical goals is once you start feeling that positivity and that refreshing um, concept or the refreshing perspective on whatever it is that you're, you're focused on.
0: Mm. You mentioned spring cleaning people. So tell me a little bit about this.
1: <laughs> so spring cleaning and people, people that you have in your world. Now, some people you cannot get rid of, so then we really like to get rid of what we're stuck with them but what I really mean is looking at who you who is in your circle who are you spending time with um, who's taking your time now friends and family obviously those are the people that are in your your inner circle and sometimes even some of those those friends in an inner circle um, you need to really think about how that friendship is affecting you positively or negatively. And sometimes, like everything, friendships kind of, um, they're cyclical. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. I need more from a friend than they need from me and vice versa. But if there's somebody in that circle who is just sucking the life out of you, it may be time to just put that friendship away, put it on the side. Not necessarily walk away and say, I'm never going to be friends with you, but it just may be time to spend less time with that person and more time with people who are uplifting you. Um When it comes to work and say volunteer type of um, endeavors, we obviously if you're working with people, harder to um, not work with them anymore without you know quitting or having them fired. Um, but even going into a conversation with those uh, uh, those people mm-hmm. with a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And with that is, What is that expectation you have of that person when you're having that conversation or that interaction? And and that's really when when I talk about people, people and expectations kind of go hand in hand here. Um, If you have a coworker who just is annoying and drives you crazy and is always late on their assignments, you know this about this person, you've talked to them a million times. What can you do differently with that person in that interaction? What expectations can you take away? Mm. Um, For example, I have a friend who uh, she and her sister are always uh, um, at odds with one another. Um, And she said to me the other day, she said, you know, I had a really great conversation with my sister the other day. And I said, so what happened? She said, I didn't expect anything from her. Mm. How many times do we put expectations on other people? What we think that they should be doing, what they should give to us. Mm -hmm. And so those are, that's another aspect of this spring cleaning concept that I think it's really important. One, who are the people that are in our world who maybe don't necessarily need to be there, but also spring cleaning our expectations of others. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as we expect somebody to do something or say something and they don't, we're disappointed, we're angry. Um, and for example, Buddha said, the source of all pain is attachment. Mm-hmm. Once we dis, uh, detach ourselves from the expectations we have of others and ourselves also, mm-hmm, the outcome is very different. It's a much more positive outcome. Um, and uh, I know um, very often in sales, they'll say, you know, don't have an attachment to the outcome. And that's, it's a hard thing because, you know, you want something like if you're in sales, right? You want um You want to sell something, you have a program, you have a product, you want to sell it. And so when you're talking to someone, like you, you want to have attachment to that. Like you want to give it to this person. You wish you want to share it with this person. But once you have that, um, once you're um, connected to the, uh, the outcome, when you're really invested in the outcome, when the answer is no, it's, it's self-defeating, you know, it's Mm -hmm. deflating. If you go into conversations, whether it's a sales conversation, a conversation with your spouse or your children, without an expectation, and the conversation moves in a very positive direction, more than likely, this is This always seems to happen, more than likely, you have strengthened that relationship. Mm-hmm. And with that, then you can be, both sides are open to a different conversation. Mm. The ex- the expectations that
0: you might set really limits the ability for that conversation or that experience to expand. Absolutely, that's wonderful, and Absolutely. I love how you. I, I would never have um, until your podcast yesterday. <laughs> which we're going to talk about in just a quick second, but um, I never would have thought about expectations and then what we're attached to. Okay. Um, expectations of yourself, absolutely, because I know I, I know that I struggle with that, but the expectations of the ones we're talking to or the expectations of a situation that you might be attached to, that's, um, that's a really interesting concept to take a deeper dive on. And if people would like to hear a deeper dive on that, they really should listen to your podcast. And when does that go out?
1: So the that podcast, so the podcast is called Healthy Living Happy Life Mm -hmm. Podcast. Uh sometimes I call it the Healthy Living Happy Life show. Uh I should probably pick a word. Um, That is it's it's up on tomatoes, tomatoes. Exactly. Tomato tomato, potato, potato. It is actually on if you go to YouTube, it's on Living Healthy List. Mm Uh, YouTube channel uh, right now, and it is under meaningful conversations. And this is part of my podcast that I do once a this particular uh, part of the podcast is once a month where mm-hmm. I have um, three panelists uh, mm-hmm. talking about a specific topic and really then opening that conversation up to uh, the guests that are on the, the call. It was uh, a so- really juicy conversation. I was wonderful to listen to. Thank you. So right now it's up on um, YouTube and then you will be able to find it um, at the end of the month. I think in two weeks uh, Mm -hmm. you will find it on um, Spotify, uh, Google, wherever you find your podcasts. That's perfect. No, thank you.
0: This is this is a really great subject and I encourage everyone to search out search out that show podcast show potato potato (laughs) And, and because you do the the three panelists and yourself do take a deeper dive into all of those different areas and I think it's a really important subject matter so this is a fun one thank you thank you so much I love I love your insight and what you bring bring here to discover rising tides so thank you so much for for your time and your wonderful
1: thought process Oh, absolutely. I love being here. I love chatting with you. Uh, You inspire me to, to, you know, to bring, to, to up-level my game. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you. And so where, other than the podcast, where can people find you? Uh, You can find me at livinghealthylist.com and of course on, on social media, again, at list. Fantastic. Thanks, Denise. Thank you.
0: Fantastic. Thanks, Denise. Thank you. And so here we are, and thank you so much to Denise, and so we move to our um, main guest segment of the show, and Janet Nix is here to talk to us, and so hi, Janet, how are
2: you? I'm doing well, how are you?
0: I'm great. I'm great. I'm really, I'm really excited to dive into this because there's a lot of my background that comes into what we're going to talk about here. So, and then we're going to toss in some of Denise's thought processes on expectations into this conversation that. too. So it really all connects together. So before we, we get in, let me just read a little bit about your bio and then we'll get started. So Jana is an intuitive sales coach. In other words, she's a sales coach with an edge and a twist. And so over two decades, Jana has been, has been celebrated as the top sales executive in her industry. As her career progressed, she knew there was much more for her. And she wanted to dive deeper into understanding the science of mindset and its connection with the subconscious. Um, the study of thoughts, beliefs, behaviors, and human potential became her deepest passion, and over the last several years, Janice studied with some of the greatest teachers and coaches in the industry from Jack Canfield, David Key, Jackie Simmons, and Joe Vitale, and Dr. Hugh Len. So let's get started. Okay. <laughs> All right, so, so tell me a little bit of, so your, a quick quick background about how you got to where you are today. And I really want to dive into the coaching piece.
2: Well, I guess in order to go there, I have to back up a little bit. So um, as you mentioned, I was in the sales world, medical sales specifically for over two decades. So I started when I was like eight, you know? And so- Uh, You beat me (laughs) to it. (laughs) And so about, I don't know, 2014 I, I remember it being right around the time I, I had my second child there was this voice and it just started saying there's more and I'm like really Because this is easy and you know I'm just comfortable but I was also very bored you mm-hmm. know and um and so that's when I started doing all these things on this side I really started going within I started my meditation practice reading all of these incredible books and that's where that journey began And as I opened up more internally, things began to sort of fill in around me, um, you know, externally, Mm -hmm. and I just started to have all of these different opportunities to work with these, these different coaches and these thought leaders. And, and so then about four years ago, I hired my first coach Mm. and, you know, I had all these certifications and I won't bore you with the details, but my biggest question I had for her was okay, you tell me to go in my genius zone and my genius zone is sales, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. doing it in a, in a certain way that doesn't, I always say I never did it. Like they told me to, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that's sort of my genius zone, but I'm like, but I love this passion, this, you know, this mindset piece and this internal work is so incredible. I don't know which, which way do I go? Um, maybe some of your audience can relate to that. And so she had this now completely obvious suggestion, but at the time it felt like,
1: Oh,
0: isn't that the job of a coach hearted. to tell
2: you what the completely obvious is that you really should know. <laughs> right. <laughs> she says, why don't you do both? And I was like, Oh yeah. Sales does bring up a lot of stuff. You know, I always tell my audience that sales is like having children. Like it brings up your stuff right to the service. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? And so that made a lot of sense to me because what I know to be true is in, whether it's sales speaking, you know, or otherwise, like it's really, it's not what you say, it's how you say it mm. and what you, and how you say it has everything to do with what's going on in here. Like what mm. stories you've got play in, in the background while you're trying to have tough, high anxiety, high stress conversations, right? And not let it show. And not let it show <laughs> and not let it get the best of you right? Mm-hmm. Um, just like Denise was talking about those thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, this isn't going well. Oh, no. Oh, they don't like me. Oh my gosh. You know, I'm about to ask, they can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Right. And knowing how to like, take that out of the equation. So you mm-hmm. can just have a conversation. And so I get to do both and I love it. So that's, a, that's a little bit about how I got here. Hopefully that answers your question. No, it,
0: it does. And you know, sales, sales for me, so as a financial advisor, there's sales in, there's sales in everything. There's sales when you go out to eat, the upsell to get a dessert or an appetizer. Those, those are sales. We You can't go anywhere without a sale. And so as a, you know, as a financial advisor, there's sales in there too. And that was the part that I, you know, I've been doing this for know, 18 years and I was about five or six in and I'm like, I'm going to bail from this. I, I'm not going to sell people things. Yeah. And then I had to say, well but I really like what I do. So I had to change the whole mindset. So, you know, implementing something versus selling something, it's at the end of the day, the same activity, but how you get there is just so totally different.
2: Totally different.
0: Um, And, And you feel better about it. Everybody feels better, not just you, but the people on the other side of the table feel better about it. And that's the, honestly, that's gotta be the most important part, right? Not just you, but it's them.
2: Well, it is about them after all.
0: Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, it, that's so true. And, and it really is about those expectations mm-hmm. and not getting too attached. And, you know, there's ways to go about it. When you really do settle in and drop into that service
3: mm-hmm. space,
2: mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier to break away from all that the ego wants you to do there, right? To control that story And to, you know, potentially have your way for lack of a better way of putting it with them. And that my biggest job right now that I've noticed as, as a sales coach is to sell the fact that you don't have to do it that way Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that it's possible to, to have the experience that you've had where you, you really can actually enjoy it and serve and have a conversation Mm -hmm. and listen and just hold space.
0: Mm-hmm. Amazing. I love the word service. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to, for me, it's important to remind myself of that word. And because we are in service to the people that we are helping. And in really, if you're, if you're selling a product or selling a service, right? There's the word again, but you're selling something to somebody else. That thing that you're trying to get them to buy is supposed to provide some sort of a service to them. And so we, as the deliverer of the thing have to remember that we're, we're providing something that's worthwhile and attack it from that way. Would that be right?
2: So service in that, in that respect too, but also just service to them on that call or having that conversation. Right. Mm. And really, again, checking your expectations at the door and just sitting in this, in this, um, in the energy of I'm just here to listen and to, to hear what this person is going through and to make sure that they feel heard and validated. Mm. And then we're going to travel into potentially, you know, where they want to go. And then I have to be really honest with myself too, for, for two different reasons. When can I truly help this person? Is this the highest good for Mm -hmm. this person? And then is this the highest good for me too? Mm -hmm. Because I think that's another piece that um, a lot of us forget about. It's like, we don't want to work. We couldn't possibly serve everybody, right? we don't want to work with everybody. So it's really important to have that surrender and trust piece in there as well, that, This will work. This will work out as it should. And the more I show up in that space with that true service mindset, Mm -hmm. it really does. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, when it creates like, and this is not intentional, but it just happens like this anti-pressure. Mm -hmm. And people really are just like, tell me about, you know, what you do, (laughs) you know, because they're so used to somebody just hammering them and pushing them and making them feel, frankly, like garbage when Mm -hmm. they aren't sure. You know, I've heard all, all of these tricks, my clients come and tell me, and it just breaks my heart. Like, well, if you don't invest then you don't believe in yourself, and you know, all, and it's just like, come on, Mm -hmm. like you're better than that. I believe coaches are here to change the world Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't have to push, manipulate, or force anyone Mm -hmm. into working with us. Like take a little bit of trust in yourself and in that, and it changes the whole conversation. But unfortunately, a lot of us, get stuck in fear.
0: Yeah. And And I, yeah, the fear part is important too. And I want to back up just a little bit because something that you said, I think that it needs to be reset is that we're not here. We're here to listen. And I think that the opposite of that is tell because quite often, right. In a, in a sales situation, you're there to tell them how wonderful this widget is whether the widget is a service or a thing, you're, you're here to tell them about how cool it is and how much they, why they should have this. But really, that's not true because we're really there to listen to see what they need because maybe this thing that you had isn't right for them, but you had this other thing in your back pocket that you never considered. And if you didn't listen, you wouldn't know that that was the more appropriate widget for them.
2: Absolutely. And you know, one thing I'll leave, and I can't claim this quote, and I don't know who said it. And I have you said quotes. it three
0: times, because then it's yours.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I have. Is that true? Um, uh,
0: it's my rule.
2: <laughs> I like it, but essentially, I made it um, up.
0: But it's my rule.
2: <laughs> I, I like it. I, I really like it. And since I butcher it every time, and I don't say it there exactly, I guess it is sort of mine. But essentially, customers don't buy when they understand what you have, and they, they buy when they feel understood. Ooh. And that is, Oh, deep. that's deep.
0: Can you, can you say that again? Cause I think that I don't want to just <laughs> skip over it because that'll okay. be number five. And then it really is yours.
2: <laughs> but no, I mean, this really drives home everything we're saying and why the sales model that most people know is completely the opposite of what's actually true. And mm-hmm. that is customers do not buy when they understand they buy when they feel understood. Mm-hmm. And so this whole idea of, let me tell you how great I am. Let me tell you all the things And on and on and on is not what they're there for. But the moment that they feel like this person gets me, this person has helped people Mm. just like me. Oh my gosh, there's a light at the end of this tunnel. It's an entirely different conversation. You know, a lot of people come to me because they're like, I don't know how to make that transition between like having conversation and then actually selling. But when, when you're, when you're doing it in this way, there really isn't a transition. No, because it's a
0: conversation. Yeah. Because when, at that point, when they feel understood, then quite often the next thing that they're saying is, well, how, how can I, how can I do this? Or how can I, what do we need to do to make this happen? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so if they tell you that that's what they want to do, you, you're not selling anything you're, you're providing a service, you're educating and you're implementing, which is everything that I try to, I'm, I don't want to sound like I know everything because I really don't, but from my heart, that's what I feel I need to do because otherwise I feel lucky.
2: Right. And there's a reason for that. You know, I mean, I I had a, one of my first coaches was really big on a certain way of lead generation I won't say what, but just let's say I finally had to go to him and say, no, like, this is not the way I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he wanted to say that it was fear. And I'm like, it's not fear. There's a difference. And I'm pretty good at discerning at this point in my internal journey. There is a difference between fear and out of alignment and out of my Mm -hmm. integrity. And this one's out of my integrity and not how I'm going to do it right? Mm-hmm. I like so, that. Yes. As we all know, as entrepreneurs fear, we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. But out of alignment, we are allowed to listen to our body. Mm-hmm. And when it says, no, this is mm-hmm. not for you, we should honor that and not try to fit that square peg in the round hole. And I see a lot of people trying to do that out there, especially in the coaching industry. That's and it huge. my heart.
0: Yeah, that's huge. And, and so when people come to you or you're going to them or what do you, what are some of the most common, um, concerns or areas that they feel they need help with, or that you seem to, are there four or five of them that seem to come up quite often?
2: Well, I mentioned the one around that transition, right? Like mm-hmm. we've had conversations, like how do I, how do I, ask for the business cuz people mm-hmm. get really stuck right mm-hmm. in that in that place because that's where fear of rejection lives right because you're mm. putting yourself out there and so that's a big one so of course yes there's tactical things that we can do but there's also that internal stuff like i think Denise even mentioned it around but no doesn't mean that I'm a terrible person. Like hearing no doesn't have anything to necessarily do with me Mm -hmm. or my coaching program. It's just not the right fit, you know? And so learning how to not take that personally, but um, a few of the others are the first, the money conversation is a big one that people and handling, which I don't like the word handling. Um, I say um, coaching through Mm -hmm. objections Mm -hmm. too is one that people really, you know, holding that space because a lot of people, as soon as they're like, I don't know if I can afford it. They're like, okay, well, let me know. We'll be in touch, you know? And they're just like "Eh," off the call, like fight or flight, you know? So that's another big one. And then, um, you know, another big piece that I really see a lot of resistance around is the imposter syndrome piece, Mm. you know? Also, how, so a couple different ways. One is, you know, let's say you're a newer coach and, and somebody like that's been around for a while needs your services. You know, mm-hmm. I always, I, they're like, oh, how could I possibly, you know, help this person? And I always, I always compare it to like a basketball coach. Like a basketball coach is excellent at coaching the basketball player, but that doesn't mean that he has to be the star basketball player too in order to coach, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just helping people see that, um, this person is coming to you for a reason, have this conversation. You're not just cause you're not at the level they are, doesn't mean that you can't help them. We all have our zone of genius. I believe we all have specific people that we're meant to help. And so not letting your ego and those sorts of things get in the way of the difference you're here to make. And mm-hmm. so, so those would be some of the, some of the main things that come up, but some of the reasons that they come to me, um can I have a sales script? Like, do you just have something that I can say? <laughs> you <know? laughs> do you just have, and, and so I always, I have this little pyramid that I've created and on the base of it is your belief system. And then it's your intention. Mm-hmm. And then the tip, the, t- the tip, like the tip top is strategy. Hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, i Because you would think it would
0: honestly be the other way around. Like the strategy was on the bottom because you gotta right. figure out how to do all this, right? <laughs>
2: right but back to the whole thing like i can give you a script but it's not what you say it's how you say it and if you don't believe in yourself you don't believe and you can't communicate that to somebody else because that's what you're you're transferring to them is your belief in them and your belief in the fact that you can help them mm-hmm. and if you don't have that intact and like we talked about before if your intention is off like you're just there to sell them you're just there to make money right like those things That is not, um, especially in sort of the energies that we're in now, where so many people are being more led from that heart-based place, Mm -hmm. it's just not sustainable. You know, the days of like wheeling and dealing and, you know, snake oils are really coming to an end quite, quite quickly and (laughs) people need to get ready to be honest.
0: Yeah, and and the the belief part isn't just for the people that are brand new or the imposter syndrome feeling because Mm -mm. you can have somebody that's very tenured in their field, but still have that lack in that belief area.
2: Oh, absolutely. And maybe not realize
0: it, right?
2: I think if they were to, you know, look back at their sales calls or if they struggle with certain parts of that and they don't even want to look at it, I think they would know pretty quickly that there's an issue there, right? Mm -hmm. Because they cringe, if they start to cringe because they see themselves uncomfortable. um, I think if they are really honest with themselves, they know. Mm -hmm. You know, even some of the bigger coaches that I've worked with have admitted that they could always get better, you Mm -hmm. know. And when I'm in there, they're like, and we have a sales expert. So, you know, (laughs) and it's, and it's so it's, I think the more, the higher up you go, the higher, the more you realize you can do that. You can always get better. You know, mm-hmm. we're never done growing no. whether it's sales or otherwise.
0: And if you, you know. think you know it all, then there's a problem.
2: Right. Exactly. So.
0: And so, so what does the process look like when you're working with clients or how, is there a certain number of times that you meet with them or how does that,
2: how, how is that formulated? Um, it depends. So we, we really do look at their needs. You know, mm-hmm. I have three months, six months, and 12 month packages. And it absolutely depends on, you know, where they are, like, mm-hmm. and what needs to happen internally. You know, what are their struggles? Where do they think they're getting stuck? And, and so we look at it from those different vantage points to see. Because some things truly can, can go in a few sessions. I mean, especially Mm -hmm. um, if it's, you know, something they just need to release, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's like doing it perfectly or a big block for a lot of people is I have to become a different person when I sell, like I can't be me. Can you go back to doing
0: it perfectly for a second? Yeah. Didn't mean to interrupt you, but I didn't want that one to go by. (laughs) So I didn't want that one to go by because I think that's a really important. So when people feel that it needs
2: to be done exactly right. Right. That's a big one. And so, you know, one of the biggest things we talk about there is if you're, and that's why I don't really care for scripts, to be mm-hmm. honest, um, is because if you're more concerned about getting it right, making sure that you hit all your points, then you just made it about you mm-hmm. and not the person. On and you're not your listening. Screen. Yeah, And so it's actually better. I mean, who here doesn't enjoy a good bloopers reel, right? <laughs> we love it. Why? Because it makes that person human and we can mm-hmm. relate. And, you know, it just makes us more likable. So I don't know where this whole rumor around being perfect got started, but nobody likes anybody that's per- tries to be perfect mm-hmm. because it's just like, ugh, you know, so why are we trying to, um, you know, re- bring ourselves to that standard that as far as I'm concerned, I like people to keep it real, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that's just a little, one of those things. But anyway, my point is some of these things can be fixed quicker than Mm -hmm. some of these other things that, you know, we have to work, not just on strategy, but also more of the internal things that come up. So, Mm. um, and then I also have a group coaching program as well. Mm. And so three months,
0: months, the group is three months. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what types of, um, what are your favorite types of
2: clients? Let's see. Um, I really, gosh, I I have two different types. Um, I have the ones that are newer because I'm like, you'll be safe with me. (laughs) me help you you know um because i really do love marketing and i really do love helping them Mm -hmm. develop their voice and their message and and then learning how to put that together through the sales process it's just it's just a lot of fun Mm -hmm. but then i also love those that are really just there for the sales Mm -hmm. and then they not maybe put as much value on the inner work and they're just like I wow. mean, you thought like, I just needed to say this a different way. And you've just completely rewired my insides. Thank you. You That's know, fantastic. and so I just, I love that. Like those light bulb moments that people have when they're like, oh my gosh, it actually is success is an inside job. Huh? Okay. Brilliant. <laughs> so, so,
0: so as you're wor- working is, so as you're working to, um, help people, and work through their problems in their situ problems, bad word, but you know, their challenges and, and make them a better, whatever they are. Um, how do you take care of yourself? How do you take care of Jana? And what do you need in order to write your ship to write everybody else's ship?
2: Oh, such a great question. So first keeping it real, I am not perfect at it, but I am better than I used to be. And I know when I have to reel myself in. So I don't know if you all know about human design, but I'm a generator and I'm also a Capricorn, which means I'm a doer, right? (laughs) And so so meditation has been life-changing for me because it has taught me to value Mm -hmm. sitting still. Mm-hmm. Because all of my self-worth and all of my value was tied up in what I do. And I don't just mean for work. I mean, working out. I mean, being busy. I mean, moving around, you know, mm-hmm. producing, whatever it is. And so if I'm not doing that, I have to watch. It's an ongoing process. I have to watch those conversations that go on in my mind that say, you know, taking, trying to take me to shouldville. Does
0: you your know, brain talk you to my brain? sure because i think it's something something there's implanted in mine too yeah
2: well i mean a lot of us it's the program right we're conditioned to believe that our self-worth is tied to you know what all we do and how busy we are you know hustle culture you like who who's hustled the most gets the trophy you know and so um so anyway, to, to sort of bring that around. <laughs> I do a lot of meditating. I have a I get up at 5:30 about an hour before I get my kids up and I meditate and I journal and and but the most important thing that I've learned to do is as soon as I feel myself start to wind up into that go, go, go is the exact moment. Like I have to excuse myself, the girls even know like mommy's going to have, you know, she's going to go meditate. She's going to have a few minutes and I just have to lay down and breathe and recenter, you Mm -hmm. know, and just sort of remember who I really am Mm -hmm. and that this is, you know, supposed to be fun (laughs) (laughs) and just, you know, sort of reground myself and regroup and So even though meditation has given me the the, skill set to be able to do that, um, for me, weaving those moments throughout the day has proven to be the most powerful. Otherwise, by the end of the day, I am just beyond. Like Mm -hmm. tired, drained, bitter. Like, you know, don't ask me for one more thing. My cup is empty, you know? And so just really trying to be very mindful and manage that.
0: You talked about teaching people to hold space with, through your coaching process. Yeah. But that's also what you do
2: for yourself. I do. Oh, I kind of like hit a heartstring. I do. <laughs> I do. It's so important. And, and, you know, one thing I'll add to that is holding space and giving ourselves grace,
3: mm-hmm.
2: being kind and gentle you know even the spiritual community it's like who's done enough who's done the most inner child work who's done the most shadow work you know it's like just just being kind to yourself is pretty wise <laughs> yeah you know just not trying to take it so seriously
0: i love that i love that and i think that i think that we all could whether it's professionally or personally we need to be kind to ourselves What a great, what a great, what a great statement. Thank you. And so, so Jana, where do people find you?
2: So my website is my name, Jananixa.com. And then um, same on Instagram. That's my handle. Mm -hmm. And, and then my Facebook group is um, client conversations that convert. I don't, I don't know, but will you have the links available? We'll make
0: sure we'll, we'll put some links on there too.
2: Yes. So those are the best ways to find me on social media, Facebook and Instagram, and, um, and yeah, that's where I'm at.
0: Thank you, you know, and I'd I'd love to, re. we have to, I'd love to get back together and have a part two. I would
2: love
0: it. Yeah, because we really need, I'd like to dive into the sales piece more for, and then also we have to, we have to talk a little bit about the outside because that's kind of the, thing. right, But so, yes. so yes. I would, uh, I but I was so really about. wanted to talk about what you were talking about. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, we can do the outside another time, and, but will you come back again and we can reschedule and, and get, take a deeper dive into some of these other parts?
2: Yes. Oh, yes, I, I would love and that. I will say I'm about to, I have a, a call with a client here at four o'clock and I'm going to take it outside.
0: Oh, nice. Yay. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jana, very much for your time today. It's been such a pleasure to talk with you and I am looking forward to part two.
2: Oh, me too. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it.
3: Hey, Lynn, how are you today? Hi, Teen. I'm well. How about you? Very well. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to your rising up segment today. What do you have in store for us today? Well, Jean, this is one of those conversations that can be kind of challenging. And I have a belief that we should all get comfortable being uncomfortable as part of how we rise up, right? And so sometimes we have to have challenging conversations because I'm sure all our listeners have noticed that sometimes really challenging things happen in the world around us, right? Right. Um, I live in Louisville, Kentucky, as I have said here before, and we're recording this the day after uh, we had a mass shooting pretty close to my house. Um, There was another shooting at a school where my children have friends who go to that school. I have friends who teach at that school, right? It is, um, you know, several weeks ago, it was Nashville and small children. And, you know, it is a conversation that happens in our country, Uh, because these things happen and so I I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole but what it brought up for me uh, and I'll say this I recorded a full episode with my partner Brooke Haynes on our Frequency 500 podcast so anybody who wants to go deeper can go there and listen to episode seven which will be live by the time this is and um what I want to say about how the outside makes the inside better in the face of things that that show up for us as devastation, tragedy, um, you know, the hardest things in life, right, Mm -hmm. is that we always have a choice in how we respond. And I see it in Uh, people all around me you know our stress levels are higher we we come through um, you know a a global pandemic and then we have these things happening and our stress levels are ramping up so what is it that we can do so that we have the capacity to show up for the world as our best selves that's really the key question that I think we want to address and And I love the question of how the outside makes the inside better because I feel like it's a tool that gets ignored at times like this. So my daughter said, uh, I told her I was going to talk about this today. And she said, so what are you going to say? Just go outside and hug a tree. And I was like, exactly. (laughs) Definitely. That's definitely what I'm going to say. Probably When we need it the most. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So how can we ground? How can we go outside and put our feet on the earth and hug a tree and take a walk and listen to the birds and just be present to, to the beauty of nature, be present to the healing balm of nature, be present to the ways that the outside can make the inside better at our most challenging times. And why would we do that? Because doing that raises our vibration, lowers our stress level and allows us To show up to the world with whatever it is that's ours to do, given whatever's happening around us. So it's a reminder I felt compelled to say today, Jean, as people are grieving, as, um, you know, and never ever to diminish what anyone is going through, but just to remember that no matter what, we have a toolbox with tools in it, and the outside is available to us and and to use it. And so again, I, I want to say thank you for uh, allowing me to bring this up and uh, and if people want to hear the deeper conversation um, around this topic of how we keep uh, ourselves uh, uplifted in the face of devastation or tragedy, um, I hope they'll go to frequency500.com and listen to episode 7. It was a great conversation. Thank you,
0: Lynn, and and thank you for bringing this up today, because I know that there's many people that people that aren't even from Louisville or not even close to it, and it still can affect you. It can affect you mentally. It can affect you in your heart, and it can affect you physically, too. So, you know, I just want to respond to
3: that because uh, yesterday I had messages from around the world from people checking on us to say, are you safe? I had messages from India, from Australia, from as far away from Louisville, Kentucky as you can get. All those people felt an impact in their hearts, right? All those people felt what it was. It isn't, you know, I remember um, after 9 11, the signs around the world that said, we're all Americans today, right? And I believe in a oneness. Of consciousness and in all of us, a thread that runs through all of us, and so um, what affects one affects us all. And and I hope that part of my mission in life is to show up at the at the place where I can help others be uplifted. And so whatever anyone else's is, is you know, let's support each other in showing up as our best selves. Um, looking for ways to give out more love and that to me is the is one of the ways we can be supported in doing that is remembering that the outside makes the inside better thank you Lynn yeah
0: thank you so much for listening today today's show is sponsored by Seaside Solutions my financial services company as a business owner It's easy to be pulled in many different directions and often taking care of yourself plummets to the bottom of the list. For me, I find myself outside to reground my time outdoors helps me manage my day more effectively and be more present for my clients through this discover rising tides was born. At seaside solutions, we truly believe that education is the foundation of financial wellness our primary focus is to provide guidance that is designed to help you achieve your long term financial goals and visions. Working with a plan allows space for doing more things that you love, like being outside to make the inside better. If I can help you create or realign your plan, or if you would like to be added to my weekly newsletter, please let me know. This week's topic was five ways to set more achievable goals. Your referral means the big, beautiful world to me. And if I can help, please let me know. And thank you so much for listening and see you next time.